He's Bill. I'm really Ted. She's Rufus. No, wait. <laughs> He's Mr. Ryan. I'm Napoleon. She's Missy. That ain't it either. This isn't Bill and Ted's excellent adventure. It's Vikings Report with Drew and Ted, which is also an excellent adventure. Drewster, how are you? Bill and Ted's excellent, excellent, excellent adventure. Party on, dude. Oh. <laughs> You're supposed to say, I'm most excellent, dude. <laughs> Ted Theodore Glover, I am most excellent, dude. We are in store for a bodacious episode 70. Welcome, 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 everybody, to episode 70 for Vikings Report with Drew and Ted. That's right, 70. We are ready to rock. Look at Ted's in his Chuck Foreman shirt. Look at that. Off to Germany. What a busy guy, let me tell you. Who's our Viking guy tonight, Ted? Who are we talking about? Oh, God. I was like, what? Are doing a journey segment? Wait a minute. <laughs> Holy crap, man. I'm just not at it tonight. <laughs> Let's take it slow. What do we got coming up for the folks tonight on this show? All right. We got a, we got a big show to start tonight. <laughs> Strange things are afoot at the Circle K. Strange things are afoot at the Circle K. <laughs> I love it. So last week, if you watched us, and I hope you did, if you didn't go back, episode 69, it was a very hashtag nice episode. One of the segments we talked about it after our, our uh, Jim Marshall segment is who we think our breakout players are going to be. Right. This week, we're going to talk about who we think might be kind of a letdown, sort of the opposite of breakout. We've got our draft pick review, depth chart analysis. This week, we're going to talk about second round pick number 42 overall, Andrew Booth Jr., cornerback out of Clemson University? Not John Wilkes Booth. Not no, him. We're not talking about him. I went shot in the dark on that one. <laughs> so did Booth, as a matter of fact. Oh, no, he didn't. Say what? <laughs> That's terrible. Other than that, Mrs. Lincoln, how was the play? <laughs> Sorry. I'm kind of loopy because I've been on this diet. Dad. I, don't, I don't know if you notice. I'm a little svelte these days. You might have noticed I've uh, got a slight weight problem. No. Yeah, I do. No. Yeah, yeah. I'm ready for my last meal, though. I'm quite full. I just stuffed my face full of pizza before I came down here. Yeah, I had a cheat day the other day. The 15th and the 1st, I eat whatever I want. It's like ordering your last meal for prison, man, I tell you. <laughs> what would your last meal be, Ted? It would either be medium rare tomahawk ribeye or... Fried chicken. I-, I love both those dishes. When you're on death row, they're going to cook it to what you perfection you like, medium rare. I mean, well, yeah, like what if you think the meal sucks? Can you say, I know I wanted this sucks. Take it back. I will have the spaghetti with a side salad. Okay. If the salad is on top, I send it back. I mean, well, will they do it or are they thinking, oh, he's just trying to buy more time? I think something that's marinated for a week. <laughs> <laughs> what would you like for your last meal? Well, I don't really have much of an appetite. You know, <laughs> if you haven't heard, I'm going to be electrocuted tomorrow. Ruby, how you doing tonight? What would your last meal on death row be? Spaghetti. Really? Like the last thing you're ever going to eat before you're fried and you go to hell, and it'll be spaghetti and meatballs. No meatballs, just the spaghetti. Regular spaghetti with ragu, garden combination sauce. Wow. Okay. By the way, I am totally bodacious, my excellent dudes. Excellent! 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 <laughs> nice. 
Nice. All right. We got a whole lot of stuff going on. But before we get going and do anything, Drew, what time is it? Ben? Episode 70 is cooler than you are. So why don't you fix your little problem and light this candle? He's right. Light this candle. Yes. Resume the countdown. All right. I'm cooler than you are. Why don't you fix your little problems and light this candle? He's right. Let's light this candle. He surely is. Light the candle. Yes. Resume the countdown. Yes. Before we get to the letdown segment, draft pick review and trivia, we got a contest going on right now. Drew, what is that contest called? The Root Dog Challenge is another great contest we're running here at Vikings Report, Ted. And what it is, it's very simple. It's free to enter because a Vikings Report, if it, ain't, if it ain't free, costs too much. All you have to do below in the comments is put the offensive NFL Offensive Rookie of the Year and the NFL Defensive Rookie of the Year, they will be announced at the end of the year, so the prize will actually be given away then, the prize of $100, if you can name both of those players. How long do they have to enter, Ted? So you have until the last Saturday episode before the first regular season Thursday night game. We will let you know uh, on the airing of that episode, this is your last chance to enter the Rook Dog Challenge. Like Drew said, not the Vikings who you think the Vikings rookie offensive and defensive rookies of the year are going to be, but the NFL, which stands for not for long if you keep making mistakes like that, son. But the Viking players are eligible. If you think it's going to be like Lewis Seen or Andrew Booth Jr. Or, or whatever, by all means, put them in there. But it's for the, for the entire NFL. The only issue is you can only enter one time. So if you put in a guy's name between now and the beginning of the season, and that individual gets hurt during training camp and, and misses a good chunk or all the season, which we hope doesn't happen, you're out of luck. You're, you're not going to be able to change your entry. So one-time entry, NFL Offensive Rookie of the Year, NFL Defensive of the Rookie of the Year, in the YouTube comments below, closes out the last show before the Thursday regular season opener. Good way for us to give back to you, the viewer, for being uh, supportive of our show. And we like contests. Me and Ted love to win the contests. They're fun, man. I mean, who doesn't like to win stuff? Now, we've hinted at it a couple times about when the closing date is. The last episode that this show airs before the NFL regular season opener is September 3rd. The NFL season opener is, is Thursday, September 8th. So as long as you have your Rook Dog Challenge answers in before kickoff of that Thursday night game, you are in. If you try and put it in afterwards, it's not going to count. So <laughs> you've got between now until kickoff of the Thursday night game, September 8th, to get your entry in. So hope you participate. 100 bucks could be yours. And that yeah. would be most excellent. excellent. <laughs> <laughs> All right. Before we get to our uh, a letdown segment, good buddy of ours is, is striking out on his own. Tyler Fornis is a guy we've, we've talked about a few times. He's been on our show. He's making a go of this sports writing thing full-time, and that's quite the leap to make. And we told him we'd love to help him out as, by promoting it. Is He's starting a Substack for 6 bucks a month. He's calling it the Run and Shooter blog, and you can find it on Substack. It's R-U-N-N Shooter, runandshooter.substack.com. For 6 bucks a month, you can get Tyler's insights on the Vikings, on the NFL draft, on professional wrestling. He's a big, big pro wrestling fan, and I used to be. I'm not so much into it now, but I think it'd be a good deal and uh, help our buddy Tyler out. He's a, he's a good guy, real smart dude, and he's going places. Good energy, a real go-getter, and I like his spirit. He's got, he's got good hair. What about the hair? Fantastic hair. 
he could have a show of just his hair blowing in the wind and people would sign up for it. His first story on running shooter better be his hair care routine on a daily basis. I'd pay six bucks just for that. Oh, beautiful hair. So runningshooter.substack.com, Tyler's new professional writing blog. All right. So last week we did kind of our, our breakout player segment. We each gave you a player on offense and defense of who we thought were going to sort of break out that we hadn't thought of. This week we're going to kind of go on the <laughs> the other <laughs> guys who we think may be a little bit of a letdown and for what it's worth the vikings can't really afford to have a lot of guys no have a letdown this year i think you know we've said this before for the vikings to get where we think they have the capability to go everybody that played well last year has to maintain at that level last year and guys that didn't play so well or the new guys they brought in and things that went wrong have to go right and those new players have to play well too so obviously we hope this doesn't come to fruition but uh we both picked the guy on offense and defense and and drew who is your potential letdown guy offense first we'll do offense first i don't want to seem like i'm taking the cheap way out but i didn't want to keep greg joseph i don't like him as a kicker ted i was hoping we would go a different direction maybe some new blood and I was hoping that, that somebody new would come in. That's not a very fancy answer. Who cares about the kicker? But, you know, you watch Viking games, kicker means a lot in Viking games. In your defense, if Joseph makes that kick in Arizona, the Vikings are in the playoffs last year. And I know he made some big ones. He did. I'm not yeah. completely hating on the guy, but uh, that would probably be my selection because I don't see anybody on the offense tailing off. I mean, I see Bradbury getting better. I see the guard position getting better. I don't see a letdown anywhere, but... I was just hoping that we could move on and get like a dynamic kicker like Daniel Carlson. Man, I wish we could get that guy. You're a goddamn genius. That's the most outstanding answer I've ever heard. You must have a goddamn IQ of 160. (laughs) Well. Ted, can we get that guy? Nope, cannot. He's gone. Bill and Ted's. You know the guy that stole it? The guy that played Napoleon. (laughs) Yeah. pick a guy that has been a fan favorite pretty much ever since he got here wide receiver adam thielen no way is my potential letdown guy he's kind of getting up there in years he's going to be what 32 i believe 33 two of the last three years he's missed three or more games due to injuries he's like three years ago it was 10 games he missed three games at the end of last year although his touchdown production has still been high he's kind of dropped a little bit in his totals in terms of Catching the ball in yards, he only had 726 yards receiving last year. His lowest career average of 10.8 yards per catch. Still had 10 touchdowns, but 67 catches, which is his lowest since uh, like since he was hurt and missed six games in, in 2019. I hate to say it, but I think age might be catching up to him. The one thing I will say, if he does kind of take a step back, I feel a lot better about the overall wide receiver depth than I did last year with, you know, guys like Amir Smith-Marset. They got Jalen Naylor. And, and so potentially, if if that does happen, the impact might not be as bad. I think K.J. Osborne stepped up and played very well when, when Thielen was hurt last year. So 
maybe if he is kind of a letdown guy, the impact will be more minimal than it would have been a couple years ago. If it happened, it wouldn't surprise me. So what about on defense? Who do you got for a defensive guy? I picked Dalvin Tomlinson, but was he really playing that well where it would be a letdown to begin with? I mean, he didn't have that good of a season, did he? Kind of expected more out of that guy. Yeah. Yeah, that's fair. I hope he has a bounce back year rather than a letdown year. Oh, sure. Of course. That's who I'm going to select. Who'd you have, Ted? I had Patrick Peterson, a guy a lot of people wanted back. Well, I remember we were actually recording when he was signed as a free agent last year. We were both hyped. We thought it was a great move, and I thought it was an okay move. You sort of, as the season went on, really didn't think much of the signing when it was all said and done. I think I'd like him back. He's a good leader back there in terms of knowledge of football, getting everybody into position. We've got a lot of young corners. Mm -hmm. Booth is going to need help. Dantzler's still young. And he helps out with the safeties, too. I would have liked to have seen him switch to safety myself. But uh, I could see his game falling off the cliff. I wouldn't be surprised if Dantzler and Booth were the outside corners by the end of the year. You just took my spicy hot take. Oh, I'm sorry, Dad. <laughs> but it's good. Because dude, I, I am so <laughs> tremendously and heinously sorry, dude. <laughs> I think I could use another saying regarding Patrick Peterson. All we are is dust in the wind, dude. All we are is dust in the wind, dude. So great. <laughs> <laughs> so great. <laughs> if Booth and Dantzler and Evans can pick things up, it would not surprise me to see them starting over Patrick Peterson by the end of the year. Okay, here's a question I just thought of. It wasn't on the notes, so it's going to be an impromptu <laughs> Is new Vikings head coach Kevin O'Connell going to be a breakout head coach or is he going to be a letdown in year one? Ted, we, <laughs> we are in jeopardy of failing most heinously tomorrow. <laughs> I would say that, God, that is a tough question. I want to say he's a breakout head coach. What's a good year, though? For What are, we, what are people expecting? What are Vikings fans expecting to go? Wild card, or what do they want from Kevin O'Connell? What do they want? What do Viking fans want from that guy this year? Well, obviously a Super Bowl title. Yeah, we all want that. I think playoffs, man. He's going to get us there. I think so, too. I'm kind of with you on breakout thing. I, I think this team is going to be better than a lot of people are expecting. If, and I've said this all offseason, if the defense can learn and get it together and play well early on, this is going to be a good football team. Okay. Well, I vote for breakout player then. All right. Put them in the Iron Maiden. <laughs> Want a Twinkie, Genghis Khan? Put them <laughs> <laughs> He's got the aluminum bat. How's it going, fruit, dude? So, all right. So that's our letdown players. We had mentioned Andrew Booth Jr. a little bit, just a little bit ago. He is our player profile this week in our draft pick review slash depth chart analysis. Andrew Booth Jr., second round pick, number 42 overall out of Clemson. Remember, in the first couple days of the draft, Quasio Dofomensa, the new Vikings GM, was making a flurry of trades. And Booth was the result of one of those trades. They had traded down and got two second-round picks from Green Bay, and they used one of those picks to move back up to 42 to get Booth. 
Did you like that move? When it was all said and done, once all those moves had kind of the smoke had cleared and, and everything else, I was okay with what the Vikings did because they ended up with, I think, four players in the top 100. And I think they started the day with only two or three. So I didn't have a problem with that move at all. Do you like the move? Yes. Okay. I had a, my fourth ranked corner on my Drew big board. I had a number four behind Stingley and Sauce Gardner and uh, McDuffie. Right after those three, I had Booth number four. So I was very happy with the selection. And you had a first round grade on him. He was my last first rounder to go. I had the other three guys in him. We got a couple of clips before we get into the Booth talk. We got yeah. Booth himself talking about being drafted. And then we talked about our buddy Tyler when he was on in episode 61. He had this to say about Booth as well. Man, it's crazy. Like I said before, and like how I feel, like it's out of body. Like this is dreams from five and six years old. You know what I mean? Like, and then watching Pat P and just all the top tier guys, like, and I get to, you know, my first year spending with him, you know what I'm saying? And uh, man, it's just crazy. It's beyond words, really. Um, you know, it's crazy. Man, they getting everything. You know what I mean? They getting everything. Like, y'all see what I put on tape? Times that by 10. Times it by 10 because, you know what I'm saying? It is a chip. It is a chip. And don't get me wrong. I'm super excited, super excited, super blessed to be here uh, and to be a Viking. Um, I don't want anybody to get that twisted, but it's definitely a chip there. So um, I'm going to carry that. I'm going to bring it with me uh, to Minnesota, and then we're going we're gonna to get it rocking. You know, one guy I wanted to mention on here, one of the early guys who I really liked on tape because you could play him. seems like you could play him anywhere is Andrew Booth from Clemson. What are your mm -hmm. thoughts on him? He's got all the size, athleticism, and length that you want in a starting corner. He can play in press. He can play off coverage. He can. I think he's honestly a little underrated by the consensus right now because the consensus has him as like a late first-round guy. I think he's a guy that should be selected in the teens. I love Booth. I think he's a fantastic football player. Andrew Booth Jr. So, second-round pick, you had him as a first-round grade. Obviously, a lot to like about him. What is it that you liked about Andrew Booth Jr. that made him a first-round grade in your mind? He has everything it takes to be a star corner in this league, a shutdown corner in this league, and the best corner in this league. 4 6'194", cornerback from Clemson, five-star recruit from Archer High School in Lawrenceville, Georgia, Ted. He was big big, big recruit. He was considered at the time when he was in high school, he was the number two corner in the entire country, only behind Derek Stingley Jr. Could have signed anywhere he wanted to. Bulldogs probably thought they were going to get him, being he's from Lawrenceville, Georgia. He did not sign with the Bulldogs, but instead took his talents to Clemson to play for the Tigers. Shout out to Andy Dyer, who coached him in high school. Andy Dyer just retired. Great high school coach for Archer. I think he went to Clemson to play under Brett Venables, Ted. Brett Venables is a, like a guru with corners and safeties and defensive schemes and getting you to notice everything about football and bringing up your football IQ. Only played 25 games at, at Clemson, Ted. He had three interceptions, five passes defensed, 26 tackles and three tackles for loss. Five career interceptions in 25 games at Clemson. Not a bad ratio. When you look at Xavier Rhodes, had five interceptions in what, 112 games? Yeah. So I had him as my fourth best corner, and it could have been higher than that. He has the injury stuff that's out there about the hernia surgeries and the knee problem and Osgood Schlatter 
disease he's had since a kid. This is the third defensive back drafted by the Vikings from Clemson since 2016. Okay. Name the other two. Uh, Jeff Gladney? No, he went to TCU. Like I said, not Jeff Gladney. He went to TCU. <laughs> Was Mackenzie Alexander a Clemson guy? Yes, that's one of them. Twenty nineteen sixteen. I don't know who the other one is. J. Ron Curse. Oh, okay. The first thing you gotta love when you watch Andrew Booth is the swagger when he plays corners. That guy has got that attitude, that in-your-face, you're not gonna catch anything on me. Full confidence. Swagger all the way. I, I love that about a defensive back. If you're going to play corner in the NFL, you got to have some swagger. If not, you're going to get run out of town. And even though he's only played 25 games, Ted, in college, he looks very, very confident at what he's doing. And he is ready to go. People are scared about the injuries. Mensa's not. Mensa said, I checked all of it out. He said, he, he, the guy's fine. He didn't have a combine, didn't have a pro day. So he went in blindly. So people in the draft are going, those blind guys, dude, they get worried about him. He goes to the combine and has a pro day. He's maybe the first or second corner taken. So I'm going to talk about these injuries for a minute. The last two years, 2020 and 2021, he played 10 of 12 games in 2020 and 11 of 13 games in 2021. His freshman year doesn't really count because he wasn't injured. He just didn't play because he was a freshman. I'm not seeing this injury-prone dude that – I heard about right after he was drafted. Tell me where I'm wrong. I don't see it either. I mean, there is a history behind the injuries that go way back to when he was a kid. But in terms of checking out the injury and doing due diligence, Mensa said, I've talked to all the doctors and I talked to everybody. He feels good about it all. So if the coaching staff and the general manager feel good about it all, then it shouldn't be a problem going forward. At least it gives me confidence going forward. He had something when he was a kid called Osgood Schlatter disease, which causes pain and swelling in the area below the knee. He had that when he was a kid. He later suffered from tendonitis in his knee in high school and underwent surgery in 2020 when he was on Clemson on his right patella tendon. And he's had two sports hernia surgeries. I have Glover bunting disease. It's pain and swelling in my stomach. It's because I'm an alcoholic, though, probably. Today we're going to be liquorizing with a Bimjean 100-month-old Bergen. This is your vision. Okay. <laughs> Ted only drinks on the days that end in Y. <laughs> so, other than injuries, then, what are any other red flags, or are there? Every one of his red flags that I see on tape are all coachable, teachable, and fixable. All of them. He has a tendency to look back into the backfield too much at the quarterback, trying to get a jump on what's going on. 90% of college guys are looking in the backfield too much. They all look in the backfield too much. Okay. That's because everybody's in zone coverage. Nobody plays man. Zone coverage gives you a lot of leeway on trying to anticipate plays. So a lot of these corners at the college level are looking in the backfield, trying to read the quarterback eyes so they can get the pick six and be on ESPN. Sometimes he has trouble on the deep routes with the back pedal. That can be fixed also with a good DB coach, and he could probably become a little bit better tackler. That aside, this is one of the best cover corners I've seen in five, ten years. Let me read you something from Pat Pryor. Pat Pryor does a lot of college scouting. This is what he said about Andrew Booth. Andrew Booth is a complete corner coming into the NFL draft. He can play man or zone at a high level. He's a good athlete, a super athlete, and moves fluidly across the field. Very, very high potential. 
due to the athleticism frame and football IQ. His issues are very coachable and not a huge problem on tape. He didn't test on the combine, knocking his stock down. However, he dropped into the second round, and I think he will be the steal of the entire NFL draft. That was most unprecedented, Rufus. Yeah. Wow. We talked about a Caleb Evans a couple of weeks ago, and we said we're going to do our depth chart predictions in this show. So let's, again, we'll review the, the cornerbacks on the roster. Besides Booth, we've got Chris Boyd, Cam Dantzler, and Caleb Evans, Nate Harrison, Harrison Hand, Perry Nickerson, Patrick Peterson, Ty Smith, and Chandon Sullivan. You didn't say Harrison Hand right. I don't want to mix Spicoli with Bill and Ted because they sound kind of kind of alike. Harrison Hand. What's a dope, man? <laughs> so going back to the depth chart, you know, the Vikings normally keep five, six guys. Looking at the Donatel roster, that's pretty similar. Let's go with five guys who makes great burgers, by the way. Look at this sorry, miserable, squashed thing. Can anybody tell me what's wrong with this picture? Never had five guys burgers. You probably got in and out there. You ever go to in and out? Hey, stop it! That's what she said. <laughs> We're so dumb. We're so just shoot me into the sun. Of all those guys we just mentioned, I've got Booth, obviously. Yeah, yeah. Dantzler. I have Dantzler as a yes. A Caleb Evans. Yes. Patrick Peterson? Yes. Shandon Sullivan? Yes. So we agree on five. Who is your sixth guy if they go with six? I had to select Chris Boyd just because he's had the time. He's put the time in, and you could, you kind of know what he's about from his experience. I had Boyd as well. I, oh, you I, did? I sure did. Yeah, we had exact same six dudes. Man, this segment is just like... Nerd alert! <laughs> I don't think there's a whole lot of difference between Boyd, Hand, Nickerson, and maybe even Ty Smith. On paper, they look a lot better than they did at this time last year, in my opinion. I'm going to agree. I think so, too. I'm feeling good about this group going into training camp. We'll see what happens. Patrick Peterson and Dantzler probably. You got those two as your starters for the beginning of the year, Peterson yes. and, and Dantzler? Let's look at it this way. What What is it? 60% of the time we have three corners on the field at one time? I mean, Yeah, if, if you take the base nickel, yeah. But Booth is probably, even though he can play man and zone and inside or outside, he's more of an outside-the-numbers type of corner. All right. Which is kind of like what Dantzler is. It's going to be a battle right there, Ted. Don't be surprised at the end of training camp. You're going, man, that Andrew Booth guy is really good. Okay. Well, we'll see because training camp opens in just a couple days. All right. That is our draft pick review depth chart analysis. We've got one left. That'll be next week. With first round draft pick Lewis Seen, safety out of Georgia. So we'll do a quick little spy versus spy thing, get a commercial, we'll roll it back with trivia and, and wrap up the show. No, we met on the 
first earlier auditions we met for the first time and uh, became friends pretty instantaneously. I mean, we both rode motorcycles, so we both walked in with motorcycle helmets and the auditions went on for months and months and they kept pairing us off with different people and changing our roles and we became friends over the arduous Bill and Ted audition gauntlet <laughs> without assuming we we're actually going to be cast. Wow. I mean, they did something very unusual where they had different actors, artists, all audition like 10 people and like two would go into a room then two would come out and then another two would go in and then one would come out and then oh. and we were both playing Bill and Ted and it was a kind of like it was like an audition gladiatorial gauntlet Torture of Bill event. and Ted yes welcome to season trivia how you doing Ted Hi, Ruby. How are you? I'm good. I've muted Drew because he won't shut up. Today, our categories are Bill and Ted's Excellent Adventure. So can Drew I interrupt and- you instead? <laughs> oh, my God. <laughs> I was not expecting that. I'm sorry. Okay. <laughs> this week's categories, Bill and Ted's Excellent Adventure, Drew and Ted's Excellent Adventure, and Rhymes with Booth. I'll start with Bill and Ted's Excellent Adventure. Now this is a multiple choice. Who was the first historical figure to be brought to the present time by Bill and Ted? Oh, the first one. Napoleon. Um, yes. Oh, good job. Good deal. Remember they brought him back to the house and then they yeah. went back to retrieve all the rest. Yeah, that's right. Yep. <laughs> he told his little brother to watch him. <laughs> <laughs> all right, so all of these are gonna be multiple choice. Here's number two. The original script had Bill and Ted bringing who from the past, later changed to Napoleon. I think it was Hitler, but it was like very controversial, but I'm not 100%. Yes. Oh, okay. Very good. Had no idea. Thank you, Ted. All right. 300. In 2013, the movie was selected as number eight in Wet Magazine's 10 best stoner movies of all time. <laughs> I was either going to say people are Rolling Stone, but I'm Let's go. Sure. I go Rolling Stone. Yes, that is correct. Very good. All right. Flip the category. In the original script, Bill and Ted didn't travel through a phone booth. They traveled through what? It was a outhouse, wasn't it? Or was it a van? I'm in the blind on this one, Ted. We're going to have to take a chance. What do you think? I'm, I guess a van. I don't know. Okay. Very good, you guys. Yes! Yeah! <laughs> <laughs> we knew it! We knew it! We were just trying to play it up for dramatic reasons right there. All right. Drew and Ted's excellent adventure. This one is also multiple choice, but it's going to relate to Viking players. Okay. Okay. So if Drew and Ted can bring back the Vikings' number one kick returner in career yards, who would that be? Was it Patterson? It's got to be Patterson, right, Ted? It's got to be. Very good. What about five for five, Ted Glover? Yeah, you guys are kicking butt. All right, 200. If you guys could bring back the Vikings' number one kicker of 50-plus field goals, who would it be? I believe that's Blair Walsh because he set that record as a rookie. Very good. Yeah. All right, 300. If you guys can bring back the Vikings' number two leader in career interceptions, who would it be? Bobby Bryant. Hey, Bobby Bryant? Okay, yeah. Bobby Bryant. Very good. All right, for 400. If you brought back the Vikings' leader in the longest rushing TD, who would it be? I think it's Chester Taylor. He had that 95-yard run against Seattle. It's year. Chester Taylor. 
Wow, you guys are just killing it. Yeah, most excellent, <laughs> dude. All right, rhymes with booth. This one is a photo category, not multiple choice. You're going to see a picture and you need to just do what it says. Here we go. Who is this famous sleuth? Sleuth rhymes with booth. The murder she wrote lady, Angela Lansbury. Angela Lansbury. I'll, I'll accept it, but do you remember her name on the show? Angela Lansbury. <laughs> I don't. <laughs> Jessica Fletcher. I was going to get, I knew Jessica something. All, all I know is it's pretty amazing that she showed up at a new murder every week for like 10 years <laughs> and she was never considered a suspect. I'm just throwing that out there. All right. Who is this famous Ruth? Dr. Ruth Westheimer. Yes. <laughs> <laughs> Very good. All right. 300. Who is this famous youth? Looks like Teddy Bridgewater. I don't know. Dummies, what what are we doing today? What guy are we doing today? That's what she said. It's oh, Andrew Booth Jr. <laughs> oh, Ted. Ted, we are like in the slow lane, bro. I have no idea if you're going to get this one. Rhymes with Booth. Who owns this famous <laughs> tooth? Is that Tom Cruise's mouth? <laughs> Good job. Did you know that, dude? I don't know. That was great. Thank you guys for playing. We'll see you next week. Awesome job, Ruby. Thank you very much. Well, Drewster, that'll about put a bow on episode 70. Hey, a couple quick announcements. We're going to record next week. We'll figure it out while I'm in Germany, and we'll have our regularly scheduled show again next Saturday. A couple days after that, either Monday, Tuesday, we're not sure yet. We still got to get a hold of Chris. We plan on doing a live show to sort of recap the first week or so of the Vikings training camp, just kind of some news and, and what's going on and expectations and leading up to the the first preseason game. So we'll be making announcements on social media on our Facebook page, Vikings Report with Drew and Ted, on Twitter, at Report Ted, which is the show, R-E-P-O-R-T-T-E-D, and then and my Twitter handle, at Purple Buckeye. So be looking for those on when we'll be doing the live broadcast. And I think if we can get a live preseason game, I might try and talk Drew and Chris into doing like a live watch party. We did a couple of those last year. They were hysterical. But more info to come. So we got one more studio show to wrap up our, our draft pick review, depth chart analysis. We'll get, get that next week with Lewis Scene. Got a live show coming up not too long after that and stay tuned for more. Again, Drew, thanks. You just make me holler every week. Ruby, your editing and your trivia just get better and better. Thank you so much for that. And thanks to everybody who's watching, commenting, and everything else. Just make sure you hit the subscribe button and like the show and ring the bell and all that good stuff and buddy take us home i'm tired <laughs> you can't be tired ted that's not in the rule book thank you thank you thank you everybody for tuning into episode 70 which we feel was the most triumphant episode ted <laughs> we got a lot coming up we got a lot of viking stuff coming up right before the season starts sign up for the rook dog challenge Bean, we're talking about bill and ted's tonight there really is only a couple words we could say to end the show. One is, be excellent to each other. <laughs> and Ted, what's the other? Uh, be most excellent to each other. Party on, dudes! <laughs> Ruby, why won't he say it? Be excellent to each other. And... Party on, dudes!